Good afternoon and good afternoon. It is a hump day. We are getting ready for a great show. I am your host, Colette Williams, right here on ITRN Radio. It's a great day. Thank you for joining us. We've got great guests as usual. And before I get started with our guest right here on ITRN Radio, this is Conversations in the Mix, in the Mix with Corliss and Colette. Thank you for joining us, Sid. Thank you for joining us, Russell. I want to get started by saying thank you, folks. Thank you very, very much. This is a cold, cold week, and we're getting in the Christmas spirit, and we're getting ready for our third annual A Story, A Christmas Story. I can never get it right. A Christmas Story, which will take place on Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m., Western time, 7 p.m. on the Central and 8 p.m. on the East Coast. So be sure to join us. I see that hat. I see that hat say. <laughs> I see that. So we are going to have a good time. We want everybody to join us. We're going to be Christmas cheering and bringing a whole lot of stuff going on. So our, our producer Showrunner is going to give us some Christmas music this afternoon. We are going to get started with some conversation with Sid and with Russell. And the first thing we want to do is talk about Karen Bass. Yay. Okay, Karen Bass. She is now the mayor-elect. She will be sworn in on Saturday. And I may go to the swearing-in. I haven't decided yet. Because it's COVID these days and there will be too many people over there. So I may go, I may not. Said, what are you thinking? I know Russell is on the other side of the country, so he won't be there. But what do you think, Said? What are you going to do? Are you going? Um, first of all, Russell's in Mexico. Um, he's not on the other side of the country. He's in another country. Uh, I'm not going to be going. Um, you know, I'm going to be with my son at a track meet. Um, and that's my first priority, but one of the things that I'm ecstatic about, and, uh, I think, you know, you and I have talked individually on the phone, Russell and I talk every day on day. Um, in the beginning of this year, a lot of people said everything that just happened was impossible. Karen Bass, uh, being the first, uh, female and the first black female, uh, mayor, of uh Los Angeles, this great city of Los Angeles was impossible. And not only was it possible, but she crushed uh Russo. That's number one. Um uh, number two, we were supposed to be getting ready for a red wave. One that never showed up. And and I let Russell jump in on this. I'm personally insulted uh that the GOP decided to put somebody like uh, Herschel Walker up against Reverend Raphael Warnock, my brother. Um, and uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was sweating last night um, because I know it's Georgia. Um, I know they selected camp over um, um, Abrams, over Abrams, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous seeing how he's done nothing for them, you know, in the time he's been in there. But at the same time, when I get on here, I typically move things two directions, and that's usually psychological effects and voting, because these things are so important, right? Like, how are things affected 
whether it be your, your community, your family, you know, your, your neighbors, how are things affected psychologically? And they told us it was impossible, but I'm an idiot. So I just go ahead and said, okay, I'm going to just keep pushing the way I know how to push. And I had a lot of help and I helped a lot of other folks. And as a collective, um, that red wave never came. Um, you know, Democrats were supposed to lose up to six seats. They gained. Um, the house was lost narrowly. And I think that in and of itself is going to kind of rectify itself. But then we have elections coming in 2023. And then of course the presidential election 2024. And what Russell and I were talking about before we jumped on the air was how do you educate people to vote with their minds and their conscience instead of their emotions? And I think that is something that is, in a, is imperative for us to learn how to do and to teach ourselves and our kids how to do. And with that said, I'm going to pass it on to Russell because I know he got something to say about that. Uh, hi. Um, a few things. I think, I think there's now a shift coming in the Republican Party. They've gotten over for so long as far as, um, so-called owning the libs and we don't have to stand for anything. All we have to do is bash liberals, bash Democrats. And as long as we keep that cycle going, we really don't have to say what we stand for. Well, now they're rapidly imploding because now that DeSantis is in, in the race and they're getting rid of Trump and with the economy, they're expecting more from themselves at this point. And they believe so wholeheartedly that they could get Bubba Gump. In other words, Herschel Walker, who I call Bubba Gump. Um, <laughs> they thought that if they threw anyone up there, that they could win based off of owning the libs. But I think they sat back and they started imploding between Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and everyone else, and due to the economy, they wanted answers. And being that they wanted answers as far as the economy and every everyone else uh, and, and and everything else, then they're slowly moving away from the, the fringe and they're starting to get a little bit more pragmatic. However, where they got fooled this time around is they were so convinced that they can put anyone in there and use talking points that they didn't properly gerrymander the districts the way that they normally do. So what's going to happen is they're going to lick their wounds on this one, and then they're going to continue going full speed ahead with gerrymandering districts to win and trying to slowly turn the United States into a theocracy. The same things that they condemned Iran for doing for the last 20, 30 years. Well, you know what? It makes no sense. We have to look at the way things have gone. The GOP has had two idiots in their camp. And they have other idiots, but the first two are bona fide. The entire planet recognizes that they're illiterate. They are uneducated. They are fraudulent. They are liars. They are criminals. They are, uh, 
not worthy of residing in the White House or anywhere in Washington, D.C. So they recognize that. And they also recognize that is this somebody that we can really and truly get behind? Because they want people to think that they are better than. They're above everything. They're above the law. They can do whatever they want to do. And it doesn't matter, vote or no vote. How dare they continue with this idea that the election can still be overturned? Why don't they stop the nonsense? It doesn't make sense. And let me finish. It doesn't make sense. We teach kids to have some dignity and some character and integrity. This demonstration about overturning the election, here it is 23, and you want to overturn an election that took place in 21? 2020. It, it, it took place in 21, but you're talking, but you're, the, the, the insurrection took place in, in 21. So you want to overturn an election that's getting ready to go into the next election. This thing that resided in the White House, he was allowed to reside in the White House. He is battling criminal charges every time he wakes up. I'm trying to ask myself, why is he still waking up? So one of the things that you said said was that it was supposed to be a red sea. And, and you know what? I didn't listen to that. And one of the other things is that in advertising, there's a slogan that started maybe 40, 50 years ago. And that is keep it simple, stupid. People have to be coddled. You got to keep it really, really simple. And I believe wholeheartedly that votes count. I also believe wholeheartedly that there are ways that the the right people doing the right wrong thing can get around that. I believe that. And I'm older than you guys and I believe that from the 60s. So I believe votes count, but what's more important is that we have people there who really literally have our Okay, and up till now, we don't have that. Now, Herschel Walker is nothing more, and I'm not going to be mean, nothing more. He is simply an embarrassment. He should have his black card taken away. I don't think he's ever had one. I don't think he's ever had one. I think he just got a deep, deep tan. And the other thing, I think they need to really and truly be ashamed of themselves because the boy has a brain defect. Yeah, he's played football, which is very brutal, and he is a victim of a concussion that has never been repaired. So he's probably had several concussions, and he's never gotten any treatment. So listening to him speak, listening to the fact that he can't put two words together, listening to him 
try his best to talk about something and it always comes out nasty, I believe it's due to concussions that have never been repaired. So when, when, when Mitch with a B decided that they were going to get him to run and that they could tell him anything. He was a puppet on a string. They wait, did wait, that for on. a reason. Mitch, Mitch McConnell didn't want him to run. Mitch McConnell was against him from day Mitch, one. Mitch, he's it sitting was, next to Mitch McConnell. No, I've, I've was, seen him. It, it was I've, Donald Trump who picked him, okay. hand-picked him. Well, and, and the GOP, to the point of what Russell was saying earlier, have lost any kind of credibility as a serious party. Yes, they, have. they just yes, figured they have. like, you know, and, and, and you talk about they have two idiots. I think you're forgetting one. Reagan is the one that started this whole thing. Oh yeah, the Reagan. Okay. Okay. The Reagan, Ra- Reagan, if you want to look from an economic standpoint, if you want to look from the standpoint of, of our jobs, you want to look from the standpoint of mental health, which now we're starting to see the effects of it. And I've said this a million times. We what do you mean seen, now? What do you mean no, now? No, no, no. I'm saying it's going to it's going to proportions that we haven't seen before, right? We haven't seen the true effects of the Trump presidency. We won't see that for another 20 years. The same way the things that started happening with Reagan, people don't get it. I grew up in New York. You guys out here in L.A., the moment he came in, what he did was he shut down all the mental health facilities. And the homeless population tripled overnight. Okay, no, 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 no. My grandmother, my mother's mother, mm-hmm. was part of that fiasco. My grandmother was in Camarillo when Reagan shut the mental institutions down. So my grandmother was one of the ones that got released and put out on the street. God bless her because she had us. We went and picked up my grandmother and she lived with us off and on until it was time for us to put her in a nursing home. And now think about, think about all the people that didn't have people like you to support them, right? And that's why I say, this is the stuff I'm talking about when I talk about how important voting is and paying attention, right? Because people will say, like, you know, I'm not going to call them out by name, but, but, but Russell and I have a very, uh, a brother of ours that's a mutual, that's a mutual brother of ours that falls into these cracks where, you know, uh, the moment, you know, the election was over, Biden was in there less than a month. And he starts talking about that Biden is doing a terrible job. I'm like, dude, he hasn't even started doing anything yet. He goes, well, my gas prices just went up. And I said to him, I was like, you think your gas prices went up this this much because he came in in a matter of less than a month? Because most people don't stop to think about that, right? Like the the, the thing that's Biden said about can't democracy, do anything on his own. He right, can't but, do anything. All right, but again, to assume that 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 switch would just get flipped on is is absolutely ridiculous. Democracy depends on a well educated <laughs> electorate, and we don't have that. That's why the GOP wants. Wants to ban books. They want to defund. Uh, they they want to defund schools. They want to pay teachers less. They want to bust unions. They want to do all these things because because they want to make sure that we don't have a well electric uh, 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 electorate. Now, Russell, back me on this because I think you're the one that sent me this video, and I watched the whole dang on thing. It was a video that was about a man, a uh, white dude that used to live here in the United States, and he moved overseas, and he listed twelve things that he noticed about things overseas versus here. And the right. thing I'm going to focus on is the part where he talked about both as far as, as, far as economics and in voting. And what he noticed is we here 
get together and 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 we focus on culture wars, right? We focus on these things that mean absolutely nothing to your day-to-day life. It means nothing to how your retirement is going to be. It means absolutely nothing. So we'll talk about all these culture wars. Meanwhile, in places like India, in places like China, in places like Europe, they're building roads. They're focusing on education, science, math, computers. They're focusing on empowering their people and educating their people. Meanwhile, we're talking about these crazy things that have absolutely nothing to do with anything. But we stay busy. We stay distracted. And at the end of the day, when you go to that voting booth, you have someone that's saying, here, here's my five economic point plan to help you and your family. And on the other side, you have somebody like Herschel Walker talking about goddamn werewolves. But look at how close he came playing that culture war BS. He was he only lost by like 2%. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing is, he comes in, he offered not one policy. D.L. Hughley has something that I watched yesterday about that. He goes, you know, forget, forget party affiliation. The historic thing that happened yesterday was a shame because you, for the first time, you had two black men in a state like Georgia running for a Senate seat. One of them was going to win. Mm-hmm. One of them, Senator Warnock, was educated, made himself better in the last two years as far as learning about the policies, as far as going to places and shaking people's hands. Walker didn't even bother to learn how to speak better. People came to him and was like, hey, man, we can barely understand what you're talking about. He didn't even try to get better at anything because he was focused on that culture war. They expect us to be apathetic, because we are, because as long as I'm talking about, oh, you know, that Carlette, she over there talking about he and she and pronouns and this, that, and the other. What the hell I have to do when you can't even turn on your dang on TV because you can't read the instructions? What's that have to do when your roads are falling apart? We're the richest country in the world. Every time I go out my house, I'm like, damn, my tires can't even last 20,000 miles. Right. See, here's, here, here's two points that. Get him, Russell. Get him, Russell. <laughs> here's two points that I need to touch on that's very serious. Number one, the Republicans deal with culture wars and the Democrats deal with identity, uh, identity politics. And, ne- and neither one of them are dealing on policy. Now, I've, I've been talking to Sid lately about BRICS. I don't know if you guys know what BRICS is. BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. Okay. If you, it, huh? Okay, I thought you were talking about B-R-I-X, the Britons. No, 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 that's Brexit. That's something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, called, this, this is called BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. And it stands for Brazil, Russia, India, um, China, and South America. So mm-hmm. it's a consortium of countries that, that, that joined an alliance in 2010. And all of these countries are producing countries that the United States uses all of them. Well, last year, and I touched on this once before as far as the crypto aspect of it and SWIFT and SWIFT. Last year, China and Russia signed in accord with one another that they were going to join together and protect each other and provide for each other against everyone else. So now in BRICS, you have the R in BRICS is for Russia and the C is for China. Mm-hmm. So now you have India. So now all of them have gotten together. India has the steel as far as the metal. Russia and China, which which provides 70% of the world with everything. Mm-hmm. And now, now you have Argentina Iran, who's number two in natural gas and number four in oil in the world, 
and you have Saudi Arabia that just applied to join BRICS. If Saudi Arabia joins BRICS, the United States is done. And I'll explain to you why. All of those producing countries have what America doesn't have. America mm-hmm. doesn't produce anything. America spent so much time using capitalism and being the middleman. That's right. That's right. So, right. So now in the late seventies, I think 78 or 79, America made, made a, a pact with Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia doesn't have an army. So they said, we'll protect you if you give us cheaper oil. So ever since the late seventies, Saudi Arabia has given the United States cheaper oil. Well, now China and Russia said, you don't need the United States to protect you. We'll protect you. So if Saudi Arabia joins BRICS, the United States and Israel will be completely isolated. And a lot of the allies of the United States are going to jump ship and go into BRICS. Having said that, this is how inflation is, is continuing to go up. The United States told Saudi Arabia, we don't want you to join BRICS. We need you to stay out of it. Saudi Arabia turned around and told the United States, we do what we want to do. And then they cut oil production by 2 billion barrels just three weeks ago. That's why gas started fluctuating and going back and forth. So now what the United States needs to do, which I don't see happening, like said, touched on infrastructure. Right now, the oh, United right. States, yeah. right now, the United States, I don't care if it's Republican or whether it's Democrat. They need to start producing stuff in the United States because right now in the United States, there's enough oil under the ground where they can be energy dependent. But even if they started right now, they, uh, there's a study that said it would take them six years to even tap it and get into it. Well, everyone's going to be starving during that time. And it's the same reason why the Republican Party is starting to separate themselves between the Trump people and that idiot Carrie Lake. Because she tried to get in winning by talking Trump talking points. Well, now they're starting to look. But the bigger problem that I have, and this is the Democrats' fault. I don't care how I don't care how many Democrats win over the Republicans. Whenever the Democrats own three houses or own the majority, they always allow the Republicans to smack them around, use filibustering, yep. sure reconciliation, sure and do. all that other stuff. So it doesn't sure matter. Do. It doesn't matter if they have the numbers in the House, if they're not going to stand firm and pass what they want to pass and, and let the Republicans change the laws on them and, and play games, it's not going anywhere. Right. Right. So, but the But the Dems have demonstrated and proven that they are weak as water. The yeah. Dems have proven it. And yeah. yeah, they do. They turn, they turn around and say, slap me on this side, turn around again, slap me on that side. They stand for nothing. And as I said, we vote them in and we support the party and we want to make sure that they get in because they tell us that they're going to support us. And their their platform, they are for the people, for the people, by the people. No, they're not. No, they it's for a select few. It's, yeah. it's for not only is it for a select few. As black people, we don't fit in there anywhere. The Constitution was not written with us in mind. The Constitution, none of those things, none of those instruments deal with black people. When the Constitution well, was written, when the Constitution was written, we were slaves. And at that time, we were considered less than a human being. 
Right. Well, nothing to do with us. Nothing. But we built this country. And there's a discussion going on right now telling people that, telling, I'm sorry, African people that African Americans, black people in this country, built this country. Built this country. This country was built on the backs of slaves. African people don't know that, don't understand that, and that's news to them. Right, but so, at the end, I'm sorry. So, at the end, you're a thousand percent right. At the end of the day, and I've been saying hang on, this, let me hang on, let me jump in real quick, Russell. Um, you're being asked for clarification on the chat. Is uh, the S for South Africa or South America? And BRICS, yeah. South Africa. It is South Africa. South okay. Africa. Yeah, because Kenny was asking talking. that. Kenny yeah, was asking that on the chat. Yeah, B R I C S. Yeah, yeah. He was asking for that on the chat. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt. But go ahead. Yeah. So you're a th- you're um, a thousand percent right. But I've been saying for years, like ever since I, I've been 18 years old, I I've never had any party affiliation because I've always believed in life and in business or anything else. Leverage is everything. And why would a party? do anything for you when they do nothing for you and still get over 90% of your vote. Right. Black, they do black, nothing. Yeah. Black people have been voting in the democratic party since the sixties. Yes. And we're still in last place with everything. Yes. And the thing is, and the thing is when it comes to black people, they always say, well, we can't single you out because we're supposed to help everyone. But when they pass legislation, they break it down by race. And and that's why I've been saying for the longest time, black people need to be independent. They shouldn't be Democrat. They shouldn't be Republican. Because once you go independent, now you can start asking for tangibles. And I agree. I agree. And and we need to look at this structure. We need to look at the whole thing because it does not serve us and it's not supposed to serve us individually, but no. it should at least benefit us as a community. And it does not. And mm-hmm. until we understand, until we understand that we have to take the bull by the horns, right. we have to change the narrative for the black community, for us. And if right. we don't do it, we can vote and it's not going to mean anything. And and voting for the Democrat the Democratic Party, I remember back in the sixties and seventies, and my mother and 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 her peers would always say the Dems brought in programs. The Dems made certain that there was money given to the people in the community that needed it so desperately. It ain't working today. And it isn't that that programs are needed in the community because some of those very programs that came about back then, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, some of those programs are still here and they've done nothing. And that's some of those programs are still here and it's simply to pacify. It's simply to pacify. It's simply to say, well, we gave you that. And if you right, didn't do the, anything with it, that's on you. So, right, okay, I got to jump awesome. in. I got to jump in uh, because the two of you guys, uh, we've had a conversation about this, right? And uh, it's called The Long View. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, 
And what it comes down to, and Russell, you know, Rus- Russell said it a little bit differently, but I'm going to say it like this because everybody that's listening to this have heard this statement. Why buy the cow where you can get the milk for free? And that's what it comes down to. We've been voting for these people for all this time. We demand nothing. They give us nothing um, except, what is it, Juneteenth? And they give us some, some, you know, some ridiculous, you know, a pat on the back or some BS recognition. But meanwhile, when it comes to economics, when it comes to actual freedoms, when it comes to actual legislation, when it comes to actual, you know, protection, when it comes to the actualities of everything, uh, I see the Asians getting it. Like, look here. Uh, and, and I'll get back to the long view in a minute, right? Look here. Um, Kanye West, and I didn't want to bring him up for no other reason, and, and uh, Kyrie Irving both, but Kanye West, um, says, you know, he says a lot of stupid stuff, but he says some things that make sense, but most of it is stupid, right? He says some stuff that was just like, well, they can't cancel me. No matter what I say, they can't cancel me. Yeah, right. right? And there was a coalition of whoever, I don't want to speculate on this. That said, hmm, okay, they went to Adidas. They went to these these people that were sponsoring and said, okay, well, how much is it going to, how much money are you going to lose if you cancel him? If you drop him? One company said 250 million. That coalition, whoever they are, wrote a, wrote a check for 250 million. Mm-hmm. And he was canceled a week later. Now, he can say anything he wants to say about us. Who's the coalition? That's going to go up in there with that checkbook and say, yeah, get rid of this person. Trump can sit there and say whatever he wants to. And guess what? They're going to be like, well, you know, uh, we don't agree with this fact that he's saying this or he had, you know, dinner with a white supremacist or any of that stuff. But if he's the nominee, we vote for him anyway. Meanwhile, we can't do jack without having the whole world come attack us. And the reason why we're last and everything is because we give away our vote and we give away our money. And that's why. That's right. and I really want want you two to really jump more into the long view because we've talked about it quite a few times because without those two things being rectified, we might as well not even have these damn talks anymore because they ain't going to go nowhere. Right, but as we also said before, and, and I've brought it before, just in general with the black community, two things, well, there's three or four things, but the first thing, like you've always heard me say, we need to get away from the mentality of the government being our father. Yeah, because they're not. They're not. We need to be. We need to be self-reliant. Number one. Number two. We need to. If you're stuck in your neighborhood, right, because you can't afford to move anywhere, or you choose to be there, you need to control and take over the educational system that's teaching your kids. You also need to find out. Who's governing the district and where you are living on the local level? Once, once you do those three things and then throw the economic sanctions in with it, that's when you will get power. And the thing is, is this, there is only one thing when you do not have economic power, there is one equalizer and that we fail as a people. When you do not have economic power, the only thing you have to equalize that is staying on code. And we don't do that. No, we don't. And we're not even indoctrinated to do that. Our indoctrination at this point allows us to do whatever we want. That's what they say on TikTok. That's what they say on Twitter. That's what they say on all social media platforms. We can do whatever we want because social media, 
because social media says so, because technology says so. So that the things that apply back when don't apply anymore. They don't but apply you know anymore. Which... I'm sorry. You know what ticks me off? I keep seeing these moronic black men from Shaq and everybody else going on TV making a comment about Kanye or Kyrie Irving. And I keep saying, I keep saying, there is nothing wrong with keeping your mouth shut or saying no comment. Name me a time that you've seen a Jew go on TV and bash another Jew. I'll wait. Right. right. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're going to be waiting a okay. long time. It, and and yeah. guess what? It's not going to happen. It's right. not going to happen. They have we a are the, that's right. We are the only ones that do that. Not only do we go on television and bash another individual, Look at the songs that they rap stuff that, that's out. Okay, look at, now, look at, look at, look at everything. Look at everything. Nobody else does that but us. Russell, speak Nobody. on, speak on the music aspect of it because you sent me that video too. Okay. But you know what? We've talked about, we've talked about rap and hip hop and the disparaging things that are stated in that so-called music because it's not really music that's it's a, also a not controlled by black people it's what it's also not controlled by, by black people as a matter no, of it fact it isn't controlled by black people no it isn't no it isn't as a matter as a matter of fact leo cohen who who was heading def jam he was on the radio on the breakfast club and they and charlemagne the god asked him as far as the music and destructive and everything else like that. Like, why is he pushing that forward? And he came out and said, because I have a family to feed. <laughs> so he doesn't care about the destruction in our community, as long as it's not in his community and he can keep exploiting it. I saw, um, I saw something interesting the other day. Tank, the singer. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh yeah. He's an R&B artist and they asked him, how come you don't really hear R&B on the radio like you used to? And he said, I love. right, he said, because it talks about love and unity in relationships in the black household and the black family. And that, and, and that is the antithesis of what society wants. So if they give you guns and violence and everything else. That's then, what they want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. why every time I get on these things, I say, this is all by design, people. And as long as we keep buying the designers, because that's what it is, we're buying the designers. It's no different than Gucci and the rest of them. We just keep buying the design. Because, you know, uh, I saw this other video. I think, Russell, you, you and I shared this one as well, where they said there was there was an actual meeting when they were like, everybody signed an NDA, where they were like, we are going to get rid of groups like Poor Righteous Teachers. We're going to get rid of KRS-One. We're going to get rid of De La Soul. We're going to get rid of these positive people. And we're going to bring in gangster rap. We're going to bring in disparaging rap. We're going to, and we're going to pay them like crazy. Right. Right. But KRS-One, what was the last time? What, what is KRS-One was on the radio? What is KRS-One? Oh, he's a famous rapper. He's a hip hop He's a what? I said he he's a he's an older rapper from the eighties early nineties. His name stands for Knowledge Reigns Supreme over nearly everyone. So all of all of his music has been about uplifting the black race, things that's been going everything. He he uh, he, he talks about the Bible, politics, how black people are the true essence of 
of society and the originators and everything else. So they had to squash him. I mean, one of his one of his best songs. What I think one of his best songs was called "Self Destruction," and he talks about all the stuff. Uh, uh, thank you, Kiana. He talks about all the stuff uh, that we're talking about right now about empowerment, about helping one another, about you know making sure your voice is heard, about voting, about all this stuff. And he talked about all this. And of course, when they saw that was starting to come up and people were starting to pay attention to that, they're like, "Okay, we got to squash all that." And let's not forget poor righteous teachers. Now, come on, now y'all gotta tell me y'all know who that is. Who? Poor righteous teachers. Poor righteous teachers. Yes. Never heard it's, of it. It's a it's a it's a it's a hip hop group from the early nineties. In fact, when I was in college, that's all I listened to. Right. Poor and, righteous and, and Jungle Brothers. That, that Jungle is Brothers. And the Jungle Brothers that talked about. Uh, 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 and, and, talk, and they talk about, you know, black medallions, no gold. You know what I'm saying? They talk about Jungle Brothers. They are asked one, the Jungle Brothers, poor right. Take Kiana, help me out. Put some of this music on, <laughs> please. I've and, never heard of so, any so, of but, that. but here's the thing. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Here's the thing. This is the point. We've never heard of these people. This is the point. But we heard of NWA. We heard of all these other guys, and they don't go away. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bash nobody for nothing and, you know, make yours or whatever, do what you gotta do. And I'm very proud of, of, of Snoop and the stuff he's done and, and the way he's moved around and he's doing the, uh, the Snoop League and he's got his own wine. I go to the damn store and there goes Snoop, there goes Snoop. But at the yeah. end of the day, we can crip walk on, 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 on the Super Bowl halftime show. But nobody knows who Kara S1 is. Nobody knows who Poor Righteous Teacher is. Nobody knows who African Bombada is. And don't forget my two favorites, Public Enemy and X-Clan. Thank you. So again, so again, they were like, hold up a second. They were talking about, hey, we gotta be, we gotta empower these people. We gotta do this. Let's take back our own community. Nope. All those record deals went away. Okay. That's by design. Okay. Of course it's by design. Yes, it absolutely is by design. It's a thousand percent by design. But do you actually think that the masses of people would agree with that? Do you think the masses of people want to even hear that? Do you think they will acknowledge that? The quick the answer, answer to is, that is no. Yes. No, the they don't. That no. Is no. no, it's a resounding yes. Because no, when those it. groups were popular before hip hop was the force and the billion dollar money maker it is today, that's what we were all listening to. I grew up in New York when all these guys were coming up. Milk D, uh, 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 um, you know, right. uh, Rakim. Everything Rakim. Rakim Milk. never once cursed on the record. Milk D. Here's the crazy part to it. Everything Rakim. Rakim never once cursed on the record. He never used profanity. He never, he talked about, uh, uh the five percenters. He talked about, he talked about your community and all that other stuff. And he is probably the best MC in the history of hip hop. He's my favorite. See, but here's the thing. You are, you you become and value what you are inundated with. Mm-hmm. Bob Arum, mm-hmm. Bob Arum, who's a, one of the famous boxing promoters, he was talking about people one day. And even he said that there's an ideology that they follow. And he's Jewish also. And he says, people are like rocks. You can kick them in any direction you want them to go into. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's right. See, but my thing is this also. Right now with social media, right? 
we can control what goes into an algorithm. So you can pop out a camera and people are doing it all the time. And this is on us now due to conditioning. We can put that positive rap stuff out there again. But the problem is, is we've been so inundated with the nonsense. If we don't inundate people with the positive stuff, it'll never change. It'll never change. So it is possible for rap to go back to that. It'll take some time because everybody right now is in that get to the bag instead of, like I always say, not all money is good money. Sometimes you have to stand on principle. Sometimes you have to stand on principle. And when you put principle as far as uplifting and doing positive and saying positive things because that's the bigger picture, then all of that other gangster stuff will go by the wayside. Just like when C. Dolores Tucker and Calvin Butts were trying to steamroll over rap music and all of the other stuff, I saw both sides of it, right? I, I understand the freedom of expression and everything else, but the other side that I did see is that in the long term, it was going to be a bigger detriment. Yeah. So, so, so what they did is they tried to hide it and say, no, it's a First Amendment right. Mm-hmm. But what they weren't telling you is that they were using those artists to help destroy the black community. That's the flip side to it. Public service right, right. And okay, it's in the background. What, what am I hearing? Kenny, what you playing? Check it out. Uh, this is Kiana. I'm playing oh, I'm uh, sorry, Higher Kiana. Level. Higher Level by KRS-One. There you go. You got like, to say, don't screw your mom on these people. Yeah, like, you know... I'll be honest, I know of, I know of a lot of these around the 90s, but you know, you, people have their minds made up about rap. You can't change it, especially, you know, if you're younger. It's just, they don't, it, it, they, they've got their minds made up about what rap music is. So. No, I agree with you, Kiana, and I'll go a step further. Look, my son and I, we do this thing where he'll play a cut from his music and I'll play a cut from my music. And and every once in a while he'll try to claim Biggie, right? And I'm like, uh, 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 that's hard, right? But now my son knows about African Bombada. My son knows about KRS One. My son knows about yeah. the greatest MC and rock game, right? And the truth of the matter is, before hip hop became this huge, this was all that was out there. That's all we listened to. Right. This is this is what it was. Right. But even if you listen to hip hop now, like if you listen to Jay Z and one of the dopest rappers out that don't get a lot of play, but those of us that listen to hip hop all know, because even Jay-Z said in his songs that if he wanted to be one of the dopest out there, lyrically, he would be Talib Kweli. Now, right. I, I, listen, I listen to Talib Kweli, and right. he's one, when it comes to positive rap, he and, and Black Thought from the Roots, to me right now, and Common, and Common are at the forefront. Yeah, and I'll put. And you know who else I put on there too is uh my 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 most depth. I put most depth on there, right? But the thing is, we're naming these these artists and we're naming these people that a lot of people don't know who they are, right? But at the same time, that's my design, huh? (laughs) Like you say, that's my design. My design, right? We're gonna we're gonna take away the radio play. We're gonna take them off of of rotation. We're gonna do X, Y, and Z because they're talking about. Buy in your community. Vote every day. Let's do the voting drives. You know, let's invest. Let's do this. Let's grow. <laughs> One of the things that Carol's wanted to talk about is, is is growing food in the Boogie Down Bronx. But people didn't want to hear none of that. 
And then here's my man, Russell, on the phone right on, on this podcast right now, constantly talking about buy seeds, start planting stuff. Does that sound familiar? Right. I also tell people, and I say this all the time, it doesn't matter if you're Muslim or not. You need to be listening to Minister Louis Farrakhan. Absolutely, there is nobody as brilliant as that man is. You don't have to like him. You, you don't, have, don't to have to like him. You don't have to like him. You can right. not agree that he is brilliant. He is indisputable. It is indisputable, undeniable that he is a brilliant man. We I've been following him my entire life. I've been in, I've been following him my entire life. Even my father was playing his record Founders Day since 1972. I went to the Million Man March. I saw him at the Garden twice and everything else because whether you're Muslim or not, the man dropped so many jewels. I put it to you this way. Farrakhan, they tried to minimize him like they're doing Kanye and everybody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. So, But he doesn't so succumb. He doesn't succumb because he doesn't put himself out there. He's smart enough not to. Well, here's he the point. doesn't depend on the, on the finances either. He doesn't depend on them, no. He doesn't exactly. depend on them at all. If he so says there's, nothing, there's if, nothing that they can do to him. Right, because if, if he stays away, there's nothing they can do to him. He says something, what, what, Nike going to drop him? Right. Well, here's the other funny <laughs> thing. Okay. Here's, here's the other funny thing that happened with him in, in I think, 94. So the C Congress and the Senate tried to drag him in front of Congress and wanted him to register as an agent of a foreign power because he was working with Brazil and all of them. And they said, black Americans, they said, you don't need your government. If you want to open up your own businesses, we'll give you money. Yeah. Right. 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 So they tried to bring him in front of Congress yeah. and said, because you take money from another country, we want you to register as an agent of foreign power. So I was living in New York at the time. Representative Peter King was the one that spearheaded yeah. this. Yes. So Farrakhan said, okay, I'll show up in front of Congress. When he showed up in front of Congress, right, because I was watching this on C-SPAN, they said, we finally got Farrakhan. It was all over C-SPAN. They went live and everything else. Farrakhan walked inside Congress and said, if you want me to register as an agent of, foreign, of a foreign power because I take money from a foreign country, here's a list. He pulled out a list, and he started naming everybody in the Senate and Congress that was taking money from Israel and everywhere else. You know what they did? They cut the live feed. Of course, of course. And then they came back and said, at this time, we have bigger things than Farrakhan. Yes. That's of right. Of course. He came, of he came in, he came in with some heat, not with some nonsense. Of course. It, yes, right. he, there's nothing about him. There's nothing about him that says he's going to begin or be involved or even validate nonsense. Nothing about him. Nothing. He he's talking, not going to do it. He was talking about black family. His wife celebrated her 86th birthday last week. And, really? Yeah, and he was talking all about how long they've been together and the black family unit and everything. And this is why I say you don't even have to be Muslim to just listen to the word. I mean, look, you don't have to be Muslim to listen to the word the same way you don't have to be Jewish to listen to the word, the same way you don't have to be whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm going to circle back to what we were talking about before. Where are you spending your money? Who are you voting for and why? Those are the things that every single human being, whether you're, whether you're poor or you're rich or you're black or you're white or you're old or you're young, everybody gets that, that, that's registered gets to do that. 
And I can't stress that enough because I'm on a high right now. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm on a high right now. Last night, I was tripping. Last night, I was sitting over here like, oh, man, Herschel Walker just went up. This buffoon just went up. But then <laughs> all the time and all the money and all the times you got, every time I'm on here, I'm talking about folks. Every time. Right? So when, 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 when that went down, I was like, okay. And then my friends were like calling me, congratulating me. I was like, yeah, let's take a couple of days to, 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 to celebrate this. But my next thing is a 60%, a 60 uh, majority in the Senate. And of okay. course, the same way before they told me that, 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 that this was impossible, we were like, oh, that's impossible. We can't get 60. We had well, 60 when, when, when uh, Obama was in office. Okay, but I don't believe, I didn't hear anybody saying, that it was going to be an uphill battle for Warnock. I saw Herschel Wait, Walker, and I didn't hear anybody say that it was going well, it was to be a battle. Red wave, that was, but that was talked about before the election and at election time, and 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 they talk about that. That that just doesn't happen. That's not going to happen. And at this point, I didn't hear anybody saying that Herschel Walker had a chance. I heard a lot of rhetoric that Herschel Walker was going up against him, but there's no way in the world, no way. Do you know what that would have done to, um, do you know what that would have done to, to the state of Georgia? Or to the country? Yeah, I do know what yeah. The same thing, yeah. it, it, what would have done is the same thing that happened in 2016 when everybody said Trump didn't have a chance. And if Herschel right. Walker didn't have a chance, why do we have a runoff then? There was a runoff. Because, you know why? Because there are still idiots in the country. That's the, why. That's why. That's why. And, and, and there's still, uh, there's still idiots in the country, but they could not afford to have Herschel Walker take Warnock's place. And that's because we stay vigilant, we stay steadfast, and I'm going to be on this radio, I'm going to be asking y'all to do that in 2023, because there's a special election coming up, and I'm going to be asking y'all to do that in 2026, because there's 26 seats up. You want to know what really hurt? You want to know what really hurt Herschel Walker? What was that? The fact that he can't speak? Yeah, the fact that he's an idiot? The The fact fact that that he is an undeniable idiot? That's not the reason why he lost. Honestly? Okay. He lost for two reasons. He, when they first got into the runoff situation and the abortion clinic and all of that other stuff, they were willing to overlook all of that stuff. What really hurt Herschel Walker, no matter how stupid he sounded, is when he went with that back and forth with his son. That hurt. Oh, him. oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Going on this yeah. and all this other stuff. That's where it really hurt him. And you know why? Yeah. Because the repubs claim that they are a moral of morals okay. and values. Well, they have yeah. not one moral, not one value. They no, are not. not one. So uh, that that doesn't surprise me. And he did go back and forth and him sitting next to his son and then turning around and disputing everything that his son said. And all he could say was, I love my son, but how dare you? How, but the other thing is that he called women liars. They asked him, and the reporter said, Are you saying that she's lying? And he said, Yes. Hold on a second, guys. We have about eight minutes left to this, right? And I have to do this. And I'm sorry to do this to you, Kiana, but I really want to get your opinion on this because I respect your opinion, number one. I don't always agree with you, but I respect your opinion, number one. 
Number two, you're the youngest person on this on this panel, uh, and you probably going to have a much uh, a much better pulse on this. I just want to get an idea from you because you've heard me talk on here before. We've talked about voting. You've heard Russell talk about economic empowerment. We're always talking about you know you know buying stuff and, and all that stuff and working together. I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say. And guess what? Later tonight when my son comes home, I'm going to be asking him the same thing because he's 17, right? And he's going to be voting next year. So I'm really interested in, in, in hearing what you have to say. And I will yield the rest of my time just so I can hear what you got to say. Now, um, specifically, uh, say in what regard, what's, what specifically are you asking? What am I sure? As far as, the, as, far as, as uh, uh, how, we, how we spend our money, how we spend our votes, uh -huh. and how, how we can continue the progress uh, uh, going forward so that um, – my son, your, you know, my son's kids and your kids will have a much better, much better go at it than we do. Us old folks on this dang online. Um, We're not old. We're not old. Uh, I think. Okay, the old one. Sorry. What's that? I said, I'm sorry. I guess I'm the only old one on here. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think something that is key to really remember in life in general, no matter your age or no matter what stage any country or economy is in, is to keep things simple. When it comes to voting, um, I, it is, it is necessary. I also have an opinion that is, uh, sort of the other side of that in that, Voting is absolutely, um, I think it's necessary to do, but I think it's also more necessary to understand that voting is not going to, um, it's just not going to have the same power as your actions, your day-to-day -day actions, your personal actions. So yes, vote. But understand that you cannot rely on these people to do the job that you've asked them to do. If you do, if they do it, great. But please don't think that they're about to make your life better. That's what I'm saying. And see, and the thing is, that's scaring them so much. And that's a very valid point, Kiana. The thing is, it's like I was talking about before. The parties are going after the Hispanic vote and not the black vote because of the 95% electorate that votes Democrat. The Hispanic vote, they flipped their votes, Republican or Democrat. So they set up 34 different election centers in Hispanic communities because they know that the Hispanic vote is not beholden to one party. And that's where black people should be as far as independence. And like Kiana was saying, and like I was saying earlier, we need to focus on us and step away from the government asking them for so many things. If they do something, great. If they don't, we need to get our house in order because as long as we're disorganized, no one else will listen. We're on our own, and we need to understand that right now. Don't go another further without understanding that we are on our own. Stop talking about people of color, black and brown. Stop it because it gets you nowhere they're not going to stand up with you don't you make the mistake of thinking that because it ain't gonna happen i will bet the entire farm on that and how many ways can they tell you they're not going to stand up with you. they're not going to stand up with you so don't get it twisted if we don't do it ourselves 
in a couple of years, you don't blame nobody but yourself. We can't blame anybody but ourselves. One thing I do have promise in, Generation Z, now coming up, has their own little form of activism. Like, I'll give you an example. The Republican Party, right, they can't understand how Generation Z voted so much in droves and older people, because that was most of what was going on. And that was most of the reason why a lot of the Democrats and the electorate voted Democratic, because they were like, wait a minute, Biden said he was going to pay off our college loans, and the Republicans shot it down and stopped Yeah, they shot it down. Right, right. Right, exactly. So now... Now they're all waking up because now it's getting personal. Now, and, now it's affecting them personally. But you right. know what? I don't care what it takes to wake them up as long as they wake up. That's all Absolutely. I and what people don't understand, they don't understand the money. And, right. and they're saying that, uh, student loans, it's going to cost so much. Why should these folks be given this kind of consideration when nobody else is? Well, Why? you know, <laughs> but, but look at Why? it, look at it like this. Right. Okay. Look at it like this. The <laughs> U.S. Department of Education gets $180 million. I can't remember if it's M or B. They get 180 M or B every single year. Whether it's M or B, it don't make no difference. They get money that they can't spend. They've never, ever, they've never spent all of that money on FAFSA. So there are tons of students who never get FAFSA money. Never. So, so the they, also, they never spend all of it. So the so simple fact. The second, question, the second part of that question is what about it was economic powers as far as where we spend our money. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I try as much as possible. I'm to supposed my, to finish my, my, <laughs> go ahead. She didn't finish answering the first part of the second part of the question though. That's why. And I, and I yeah. know we're running out. Yeah. Go ahead. So real quick, um, I spend as much of my money as possible in with uh, black people, but I also look to see who is behind the curtain because sometimes somebody else will put our people in the in, in front, you know, to be the picture. So we think we're supporting a black business, but it's really like some somebody else behind the, behind the curtain. So I spend uh, most of my money with our people. And I think that's I, I feel like that's where should our money should should be, um, but I also think that maybe we don't need so much in our lives. We don't need to always be spending, period. But when we do, let's make sure that it's consciously spent, and it's not just you know it, it's not as frivolous. I'm not I'm not a big you know t- person that spends a lot of money on tangible stuff. I'm just not. I don't have a whole lot of material needs. And I don't think in life you really need a whole bunch of material things. But those tangibles that you do need, make sure they actually mean something and make sure that your contribution, whoever you pay, make sure that contribution is as as best you can. Make sure that contribution is down a channel of people who are in this of the same ilk the same kind of people you know stick to since we have a lot of repair to do and finances is part of that i i spend as much as my of my money as i can i'll go without if i can't find something with our people so but we got a lot of stuff out there there's a ton so it's kind of these days it's kind of hard to you know not spend the your your money with your black people because they're doing it you just got to be 
of the mind to spend with us. That's all you have to do. There's nobody out there not making mattresses. There's nobody out there not making blankets and, and light bulbs. And, you know, we've always done that. We've always been creators. So if you care enough, you're going to find your people. Granted, we have a whole entire fraudulent system to sort of, you know, pole vault around and through. Yeah, and it's the big ass bitch, but we can do it. Sorry. Well, well, we've run out of time and I'm not going to be able to make my point. However, I will make it at another time. So I do want to thank Sid and Russell for being with us once again. It's always a high energy conversation. Always a high energy conversation. This is your home. This is where you need to be, Sid and Russell. You got to be here. So thank you for joining us. What was that? You. You're breaking up. The long view. The long view right here on ITRN radio. Thank you. Happy holidays. I'm going to talk to you real soon. Don't forget to join us on Sunday, December 11th. That's this Sunday for the third annual virtual A Christmas Story. Right here, ITRN at 5 o'clock. We've got great people who are going to join us. We've got a great lineup. We've got the Roby Theater under the direction of Danny Glover and Ben Goulry. We've got the Sounds of Blackness under the direction of Gary Hines. We've got Tim Jones, who's going to bring his wonderful, wonderful Christmas spirit song. So be with us on Sunday, Sunday, December 11th at 5 p.m. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do our best to bring in the Christmas spirit and really, really have a good time. Kids will sing. Your hearts will be full. So come on back. Join us right here, itrnradio.com. Have a good evening, guys. I'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Good night.
A lot of MCs like to use the word grammatical. Fresh for 88, you suckers. 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 Su